You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host, TK. My main man is in the house. G'day, Andy. Finally in the room, it feels so much better, doesn't it? It does. I love seeing your beautiful face. But talking <laughs> about beautiful faces, we've got a giant arrow lookalike, one of my good mates from the fantasy world, Eddie Durham. Eddie, welcome, mate. Oh, no. Where's he gone? How good. are we? There we go. Oh, g'day, fellas. How are we? Doing really good, mate. Did I pronounce that right? It's pronounced Durham, right? Uh, Durham. 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 My, I've just can't. Well, I'm going to give myself a tick. No, I'll you. give him a no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, they no, give no, him no, a no. no. He stuffed it. Sorry about that, Eduardo. You can lean back now. Let people see that beautiful mug. I know you're trying to stay <laughs> close to the microphone. But, boys, we've got plenty to discuss tonight because we're all doing pretty good in fantasy. Before we kick off, Eddie, tell the people how you're kind of traveling into round 15, my man. Too bad. Um, rank at the moment is 189. So it's decent without being overly impressive. Um, got. 13 trades left, but um, team's shaping up pretty good. Mm, you actually got a killer team. But tonight on the show, boys, we're ripping through some burning questions. We've got plenty of audience questions to cover as well. Before we get to them, if you're not following yet, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Talking League Pod is the handle there. Talking League One, join the conversation on the Twitter. And if you haven't yet, please leave us an Apple review if you can. <coughs> Excuse me. But, boys, let's rip into these burning questions from Teamless. Let's start off with Canberra, because Canberra's kind of giving us a few cheapies to have a look at. Eddie, give me your thoughts first on Bailey Simonson. Looks like I imagine he'll stay at fullback for the year. There's definitely no guarantees he's going to score overly well, but I'll probably need him in both 17 and 18 when uh, when a fullback is actually going to be out. And then I'll probably just keep him as, say, 19th or 20th man for the rest of the year. Yeah. I've, I've got very similar thoughts. At the moment, I'm trading out Dane Lurie. I think he's kind of hit that cash value that I can now trade him out. Just need a backup, and I'll be pretty content to have him as an 18th, 19th man. Andy? So you bring him in this week then? Yeah. Or? He'll be in there, and he'll be in my emergencies just in case something happens. And probably just looking to cover when Nico Hines, I do sell him out just for a couple – till we get to that post-origins. Part. Yeah, I'm, it's, a, it's a wait for me. I think it, he hasn't really done much in the past. He's burned a lot of people, man. Yeah, he has. And he's had one good game at winger fullback, and then he, everyone's like, we'll oh, bring him in again. He's going to go well. Then he sort of let everyone down again. So I'm going to I'm gonna give him next week and see how he goes, and then I'll, I'll take my chances. Yeah. Now, Eddie, let's move to Matty Tomoko, because he looks like, you know, a normal-sized version of Matty Utah. He, that's exactly what it is, because Matty Utah is about my height, so he's an absolute midget. But, Eddie, give me your thoughts on Matty Tomoko. He's on the field. He's pretty much the good, so he'll score well. But when it comes to Croker, um, I'm not very well schooled on what exactly is going on with him. Like, could he be back any time, or is he going to be out for a while? Uh, I'm not too sure. Yeah, Andy, like, obviously, we know a few people close to the Raiders camp, but for me, I'm just waiting maybe one more week, just to get a little more info from what Croaks is happening. And then I think if Croaks isn't back by round 16, I think it's a pretty good sign that he might not be back this year. What's your thoughts? Look, it's a good cash down option because, look, even with Croco, these last trades, they're important. You know, yeah. you can't be gambling on bringing in <laughs> no, someone might. who might play. You know, yeah. there's, it's either you're cashing down for a reason or you're picking someone who's going to be a stayer. Yeah. So that's the only my only issue with bringing him in. Once we have a bit more clarity, like you said, then... 
bang. He's a, that tackle break ability or that he has. He's he's a weapon. Yeah, so. Eddie. I know you like going in early and getting a bargain. Now this yeah. is kind of the difference between me and you. And I know that if we don't three go, three roll you again. Yeah, we, if we don't <laughs> if we don't go in this week, we made Tomoko with that. I think he's got a negative break even this week. So it's nearly you've got to take a punt, right? Someone's break even is in single digit. You've got to act. You got to, <laughs> you just you just got to make a decision whether you want him or not. Get him. Um, if you wait and he just keeps going up in price, you're just late to the party and missing out on too much of that. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here, mate. You got to pick one of them. You can only have one, Bailey or Maddie. Who would you do? Uh, well, I'm actually getting Bailey, um, but that's more because I need a back. I've got three centres already, so if I needed a centre, it would be Tomoko. Yeah, nice. For me, it's Bailey, Andy. Um, I think purely on the ch- the fact that Simmonson will be there fullback until yeah. he loses the spot, probably Simmonson. I guess that's the job security wise. Mm. That's probably the thing I'm thinking. Even if he doesn't work out at fullback, worst case scenario, he becomes a winger, wing. right? Yeah. And I can still probably live with that if he's going to be my twenty or twenty first. If guy. he's cover for you for sure. Sorry, Ed. Yep. Who, who's he competing with? Is it just Caleb Aikens? Um, because he's already been dropped. So if that's it. And it's probably his jersey, isn't it? Well, there there is that Albert, but you're yeah, saying you, he's playing centers. Yeah, you pointed out Albert Hopewadi last night, but yeah, I he's don't in think the centers. Has he played a game for Raiders yet? I think a couple of reserve grades. Adam Cook's the other one, and he's the opposing center. So literally, yeah, the okay. two fullback options are centers. Caleb Aikens, he hasn't really shown anything that says, well, I'm an NRL fullback. And then you've got... Well, Ricky obviously loves Simmonson. Like, it's been... he hasn't He's played every game this year, and he even last year sort of put him in, tried to blood him before he was ready. So I think he sees a bit of talent in him. So yeah. I'd like to be I think it is his spot to, to lose. But yeah, Albert Kelly, or Albert Kelly, Albert Hopperwadi is that danger, I think. And Ed, talk about pedigree. The bloke's dad was an all black. <laughs> like, if that's not Simmons pedigree and a half, yeah. That's that's awesome pedigree. Yeah, nah, um, he's pretty, he's pretty slow. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be able to consistently score, but at 350... I can afford to take the punt. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. All right, let's move on, boys. Wade Graham, you know, it's awful. Being a Sharks fan, like we want him back on the field ASAP, but health's got to be a number one priority. And they've already said four weeks minimum. He's got to see a specialist next week. For me, when you have a look at Wade Graham, and he's been rubbed out on HIA now. Even though he passed last week, he failed because he stumbled before he actually left the field. The thing with Wade, he's been now rubbed out four times in 13 games. That's huge. Like, I don't even remember Boyd Cordner having a record like that. And when you think how close of friends they are and Wade coming to the back end of his career, mm. I'm just seeing information that probably tells me that maybe he won't be back this year. Andy, thoughts on Siffa? We've got to have a look. Uh, even Madison, I don't think he's been knocked out that many times in a row or that frequent. Mm. And look at the the injuries or the time it's actually took it, taken him to come back. Yeah, Obviously, they might have taken a bit of more of a relaxed look on him because of this whole HIA um, everything's come about now but yep. yeah I'm a bit worried about him so I'm thinking this whole replacement for him could be a good good he's buy. He's a good value right so far he's coming in and with that high break even we get an opportunity to have a little look at him Andy. It's a free look it's a free it's a free date. It is a massive free <laughs> date like with a break even at 52 379k so he's literally going to be there again next week around that same price. Mm. And he's got another week for us to get information because it's a standalone week next week. So well, It's funny you mentioned the score 52. It's exactly what he averaged when he was starting on the edge last year. And we got a good sample size. Mm. Like, we got a good six games that he started there. 
So he, he knows he can do it. It's not like he can't, it's not like we're just sort of waiting if he can play or not. It's more or less if he can play the minutes and what kind of role he has. Like you were saying with Teague Wilton on the bench. Yeah, there's a very good chance that I'm going to cash out Hines for him. Eddie, any thoughts on Sifatalikai, mate? Sort of like Simonson, it's an awkward one, but just in the fact that he's not going to make a bunch of cash, especially mm. this late in the season. But he's, if you end up with him as one of your keepers, it probably means you're a keeper short of having a real keeper. But um, I guess if you wanted to keep him as like a 19th man or something, but I wouldn't want him to be in my final 17. Yeah. But, you know, you just mentioned be a 19th man. In the past, because I know you've played for a number of years, Eddie, by the end of it, are you having like guys like Asif Italikai and Bailey Simonson as that kind of 2021? And then you've kind of been able to sell other players. Like that suggestion from I had, Nico Hines, sell Nico Hines maybe next week, pick up Sifa, yeah. and then use that money to maybe sell Madison to offset to bring back for feeder. Is that kind of the strategy you've used in the past? Yeah, you, you, you can shuffle it around a little bit like that. Um I think if I was to bring in Telekai, though, I, I would want it. I wouldn't want to be trading him back out again. Yeah, I guess the number, I'd be. Yeah, I'd be happy to keep him as like my man because, as you see through this year, like how many times are your 18th and 19th man playing every week? Like, yeah. most weeks, right? Hundred percent. I think the good thing about Sifa is the fact that he is in the plans of the Sharks 17. Mm. So even if Wade was to come back, he would probably still have a 40 minute role in the middle off the bench. So then it's up to him to, even though he's not scoring huge off the, he's only just coming back from a shoulder injury as well. So I think we could probably expect a 35 minimum if he did move into the middle. So I think it's a pretty good purchase to downgrade a few, to cash out a few players. Are you you saying, um, Eddie, that basically any player that you trade from now on is mainly just either a keeper or a cash down option? Sorry, repeat that again. Sort of every time you start, it sort of um, just has a bit of a, yeah, that's correct. But basically, everyone I'm bringing in now, I don't think we need to trade out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay, nice. All right, boys, moving on. Roosters plays. We've got a couple of cheapies in the works here. Adam Kieran had a pretty good game. He scored a 41 against the Titans last week. Had plenty of kicking in that as well. Offered us something a little bit different to what Lemmy and Walker was as well. Sammy Verrill's really glad to see him back. Big shout out to his dad, Mark. I know he listens. And Sammy is someone who was on our radar because of the price, Andy. Give me your thoughts first on any interest in either Kieran or Verrills? Well, with Verrills, for me, I'm seeing lights up. He's a perfect cash-down option for me because, yeah. one, he's cheap, so you can you can sell him for – or you can not sell him, but you can sell someone for a, a bit of cash in the pocket. And also, he has the potential to play 80 towards the end of the season. So yeah. it could be that he's a premiership-winning hooker. Yes, you know? he, he played like, real good in that grand final. He has, he has that potential to possibly make your team or some, maybe the bottom reserves. So I think that's, for me, it's an easy option, I think. I can't wait to get that smug guy, Sini, off my books. <laughs> and it's probably going to be with Verrills. But, Eddie, give me your thoughts on both Adam Kieran and Sammy Verrills, mate. Definitely not Kieran because I'm pretty sure he's about to lose his job to Verrills. Yep. Verrills is their long-term hooker, so I can't see why they'd have a random half ahead of him for very long. Yeah. Um, and Verils, I'm not getting him this week, but I'm surprised if I don't get him before round seven. Yeah, because it's one of those things that they bring him back, probably give him half an hour off the bench yeah. this week. They go into a buy period again next week because everyone gets the week off. That gives him a little bit more time, gets some more fitness. Round 16, he probably start off again off the bench, another 30 minutes, 
and then you're probably working him into the starting lineup probably for round 17. So that could be the go side. Well, I think his BE is like 26 if from memory anyway, which is still pretty low. So you yeah, can yeah. wait till next week because he's probably going to score a 26 unless he starts, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, yet. you've seen kind of – I know we're going to talk a little bit about cash cows later, boys, but realistically with everyone that's cheap this week, it's one of those things that I don't see their prices inflate. Apart from Tomoko, I don't see their prices inflating hugely that we don't have an opportunity to have a little look this week. Mm, no, nah, unless Simonson goes big, but – yeah, I can't see him being 66 again. You don't really rate him as a cash cow, right, Eddie? Like, what, what's your limit on a cash nah, cow? Nah, he won't, he won't make enough to be a cash cow. Yeah, yeah. Really, you want to be making it. You want to be making a minimum of 100, um, ideally closer to 150 for it to be a proper cow. Yeah, 100%. All right, boys, next one. Another hooker that will go, and the really impressive Joey Lusick, who had a great game for Parramatta, scored a try on the weekend. Now, he's got plenty of people don't realise how experienced this bloke is, like, Super League-wise. He's played in a Challenge Cup grand final, played in a, in a grand final as well. So in terms of big game experience, he's got more experience than Reid Marnie does. But Andy, being a power fan, give me your first thoughts on Joey Lussie. Good, I liked him. Uh, definitely, I think he struggled playing the 80. Mm. Hence, you see Nathaniel Roach on the bench this week. Yep. Um, for fantasy-wise, I think if you picked him up straight off the bat, yeah, good good to you because you probably might make a bit of cash, but it's too late. It's, we'll play, what, two games before Reid comes yeah, back? Too. Yeah, so I don't think it's worth it, especially burning a trade this late. And like you said, it's either a cash down or a cash or, or a keeper. Yeah, Eddie, we missed, missed the boat on on Lussick at this stage. Definitely, I'm pretty sure he's only going to play two more games. Then you might not. What happened? See him for the rest of the year, apart from ten bench here and there. Yeah, I, mm. I agree. I think you had to bring him in last week, and yeah, he's in a void for me. Even though he's got a break even to minus two two forty. Interol Physio had some information from Parramatta saying that Marnie, if they really wanted him to play next week, he could. But oh, given that's... that they have a buy in round 17, it makes more sense for round 18. So two games max, and realistically, Reid Marnie's one of the best hookers this year in the comp. So doesn't really have much job security. All right, moving on. Next one, boys. This is going to be an interesting one because some of the mids are kind of picking up now. Now, probably the two that are in our sites, and we've spoken about quite a bit off-air, Eddie, is both Jason Tamulolo and Adam Fanua Blake. So give me your thoughts on both gentlemen. Jason Tamulolo, I'm interested in. Um, he's got, you're going to be able to pick him up real cheap. And I've, seen, I've had him so much in the past and he's been really good. But far out, like, I'd like to see him do a good score before I bring him in because um, <laughs> he's done pretty fucking shit. <laughs> And we were getting that desperate the other day. We were talking about Josh Jackson. As a, no. <laughs> he's, he's better. Josh Jackson is better than Jason Tamalala. I don't get what, where, where we come in this season. Yeah, well, I haven't ruled out getting Josh Jackson yet. Basically, over the next uh, week or two, I'm just monitoring to see who I want to get out of um, JT, AFB, Josh Jackson, or Tapao. Because any of them, they're... They're all sort of similar-ish sort of options. It's need to see who's going to strike a little bit of form. Yeah, with this, with Lolo being that kind of, what, 680, I think he was, like, is there a price where it just becomes too good to be true, Eddie? Yeah, yeah well, that's it. Yeah, 631 at the moment with a 75 break-even. Once he starts sort of getting getting close to 600 flat, he's pretty hard to say no when I can recall owning him recently and getting 60-plus averages. Yeah. And then Fanua Blake's an interesting one because he's – talk about high break-evens and him dropping below 600K now. Like, my plan is round 17 to swap him and Nathan Brown. And I reckon by the time I do it, I reckon I'm going to make money because Nathan Brown currently is 50 grand below him. But given the form of Brown and given 
Adam coming back into the team and the high break evens, there's going to be a chance that I actually can swap them and make money. Yeah, AFB could lose like 40 grand just this week. Yeah, big time. Andy, thoughts on Lolo and AFB? Uh, I think you basically hit it. Lolo is, if he gets some consistent minutes, I know that was the his whole issue coming into the season with mm. um, geez, who's the coach? Todd Payton. Yeah, Todd Payton just saying he's not going to run as hard. Then they're sort of like, oh, we kind of need him. So when he come back, you think he'd out 71 minutes. But yeah, he hasn't been hitting the same effort areas in the previous seasons. No, no offloads, right? The yeah. tackle breaks is just dried up. Whether and... that sort of comes with maybe the, the merry-go-round the halves or or the inconsistency there, maybe with Clifford back, he can possibly link up a good combo with the lock or I don't know. But, yeah, like you said, until he hits out one good solid score, yep. <laughs> then that's when you say, okay, okay finally, he's a bargain. All right, yeah. boys, I put this to, to both of you. You're playing the Sharks this week. If he can't do five tackle breaks running at Aaron Woods, <laughs> we do not touch him for the rest of He's the year. He's the slowest forward in the game. 100%. Surely. Eddie? Yeah, well, I'd like to see him get over 200 metres because at the moment his run metres are just down. So he's probably just running the ball less. So he's going to get less of everything. So I just need to see him step up and do like 20 carries in that game. Especially when you're getting paid a million dollars to live in Townsville. Well, Jeez. they're going well. <laughs> the Cowboys are playing well. Like, you think that it would correlate. You think you sort of go, okay, maybe we've got a chance to hit the eight and make play finals. But I don't know, maybe there's yeah. something, something's going on, maybe. I don't know. It's like they don't want to make the finals. I suppose, I guess, when you break one hand and then when break that's the here, other. you break the other one, maybe your confidence is a little bit shot and you sort of have to wait a bit to get that back. It's true. It's true. All right, boys, next on, RTS. Now, we all got excited. Well, we didn't get excited, you know. Hopefully, CHT's okay from his, his peck injury. But we got excited that potentially RTS could move back to fullback and then Reese Walsh move into 5'8". But Brownie does not want that at all. He doesn't want Reese Walsh defending in that front line. So that means RTS moves to a wing. And, you know, that cash-out option that I originally wanted for Nico Hines is now gone. But being a Kiwi yourself, Eddie, Talk to me about the Warriors and what's your thoughts on their playing style and then your thoughts on RTS. Yeah, the, the Warriors, it seems pretty similar to other seasons where we play really well on some weeks then choke on others and probably and just sort of sit outside the top eight. Um, and it's really hard to predict whether, whether it's going to get any better or not. Yeah. Even if they play really well uh, this weekend in Preston, there's... Nothing to suggest that the following game they won't get rolled by forty. Um, it, it feels. I like was. In, sorry, mate. You go. So um, I was interested in SJ. But, um, I was probably going to get him if he was. Sorry, not SJ. Um, RTS. I was probably going to pick him if he was at fullback this week, but just can't now. Yeah, I think it's just a waste of money right now, right? Andy? Do you feel Brownie's playing like a bit of this season? Just sort of seeing how all combinations go, and then next season he's going to go hard, like potentially. But I guess it's – what did he sign a three-year deal? So he's got a little bit of time. but It'll be a good room. Now, with, with yeah. RTS, his overall average is 37 fantasy points. That's mm. playing on the wing. On the wing, yeah. So, but most of those games are from 2014. But is he a buy? At the moment, I'd say no. Is he a hold? I'd say yes. He, I don't think he's a sell just yet because he, he has got a late try in him. Warriors are a high-scoring team, poor defending team, but yeah. they can put some points on, especially with Walshie. Um, coming off the support player for back there. So I think 
The way that RTS also floats around the middle as well, you've seen him during games, he doesn't just play that wing, that standard wing role. He's that fullback yeah, winger. He's always a chance to, yeah, to have a try. And I think if you sell him now when he's at the bottom of his range, like you don't sell into the bottom. Yeah, like you said, buy he's low, old, sell high. Yeah, he's a massive. If, if you don't have him and you want to take a chance, well, buy him. If you, if you don't sell him into this now. Who would you say your alternatives are? That's our other question. Yeah, alternatives. There's not a huge amount. Like mm. the three that I picked out, and they've all just got inconsistencies, was Scotty Drinkwater, Matt Ikevalu, and Jordan Rappiner. Now, Drinky's probably the best guy out of the three, I feel, at 577K. He scored a 52, a 52, and 40. But on the weekend, 40, that included three try assists and eight missed tackles. His kicking meters pretty much stayed where it was. Yep. And then Mick Matt Akikavalu, I think his one's getting inflated by every five games he scores 100. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, his last three are 27, 19, and 100. And then the last one, Jordan Rappiner, ever since he switched wings, he's kind of fallen into a bit of a hole as well. So his last three are 55, 17, and 20. So realistically, there's no alternative. So for me, there's no alternative. Yeah, there's you no sell. sell to unless you go with someone cheap. But. Yeah. Did you boys, Eddie, did you pick out any alternatives to RTS, mate? Nah, that's... Fan of any of those names that you just mentioned. So, and like he said, you've sort of got to drop down into sort of that Simon sort of sort of bracket um, yeah. to sort of find too much relevance. So it's too sideways. The trade would be sideways if there was the same price alternative, anyways. TK's boy Mulatalo. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, I think hey. he said every Sharks player. He yes. How good is it? Well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why stop there? Connor Tracy, <laughs> Chambers. We've got a few people on the Facebook. One of them, uh, Simon George. How did you guys get Joy Arrow on the pod? <laughs> <laughs> See, we told Simon, you. Simon's in our league, actually, Tico. Is he? Oh, right, right. <laughs> hey, Love a up. bit of banter. That's hey, the best. Hey, Joy Arrow. Last, last question, Joy. Now, it's on Jake Averillo. Now, I know that you picked him up cheekily. Yeah, last so week. You are smiling. So that's how you've kind of dropped, you know, he was about 100 oh, behind me. Now he's only like seven or something. Well, yeah. That's good. Yeah, well, last week, me and TK were talking all week about whether she get Averillo and Ramey, and I went with Averillo, and oh, he Ramey. just can't stay away from the Sharkies. So. <laughs> 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 now, tell me, what did you see last week that indicated that you would jump in for Jake, and now... Also, being a Jake holder, give the audience just some advice here, Jay, Jay Arrow. If you don't hold Jake, is it too late to get Jake? Season, there's keepers and then there's keepers. If there's a centre that's averaging five more than any of the other centres, he is the keeper. You need to have him. Yeah. You've got to have the elite in your positions. Well, Especially the, when he plays 17. He's the most price, he's the highest price center at 671k. It's <laughs> huge. I can't believe that is the ma- center. Is I, I, it hurts me every time because I remember I, I held him for so long. And I was like, that's it. I've got to trade him out because I don't know why, but I need someone else. I traded him and literally the next game he started scoring well. So it hurts me every time. Does it concern you, boys, that his draw, you know, you score a 96 and then his draw is Paramount away, mainly at home. Roosters at home and Rabbitohs away. Do you think his production, given that that 96 included two tries and two really big line breaks, does he drop back to maybe a 40, 50 player over these next four weeks? Well, in that, he even plays on their defence line when they're having they getting smashed on their own line. They're kicking to save themselves. So he's getting kick meters either way. Mm. Like this, these Cleary-type scores won't hold for that much longer, I don't think. 
But I don't think he's going to go down that much in, in points because he's going to have yeah. the. He's not going to might not get tackle breaks and tries, but he'll get kick meters back. Yeah, Eddie. Given what Andy just said, he brings a good point of him being an actual halfback, right? And he's flagged as a centre halfback. Does that give him a little bit more consideration compared to other centres and other halves? One hundred percent. That's why he's shitting all over the other centres because he's getting all those space and kick Yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too worried about his draw because, to be honest, every game's a hard game for the Bulldogs. They won two games all year, so it's, what, what's the difference? <laughs> I'm just spat my water out. <laughs> you make a good point. All right, I'll put it on the line, boys. Six seventy-one. I'm not a holder, and I'm just going to say. I don't know if I can. I'm going to say no. I'm not going to be a buyer at all. He's just ownerships. All you boys have got him. I just got to find a point of difference. It's I, like the whole Cleary thing. It's like when you, I was holding off getting Cleary for so long. I was like, oh, I just got to bite the bullet. And now, sucked in. Everyone doesn't have Cleary serving. It's maybe you just had to bite the bullet and do it. All right, Eddie. Who averages more over the back end of the Think season? Of a pod though, they're killers. Yeah. <laughs> Who averages more on the back end of the season, Jack Avarillo or Mitchell Moses? Moses, I yeah. think Avarillo. I'm yeah, actually, I think I've, Avarillo I've got him well. in draft, and I am considering putting him as my captain. Like I've got Madison Moses to choose from, and Walsh. It's a, I'm switching. I'm pissing off Madison and Moses. It's going. Walshy or Avarillo. Yeah. That's that's my that's how I'm going at the moment. After talking him down with the drawer, I think I think you might be right. I think Moses might I mean sorry, Avarillo will outscore Moses. You got me, Eddie, I'm picking him up this week. <laughs> wow. He's gonna burn another trade. <laughs> oh, I've only got what seven left. <laughs> wow. All right, Eddie, you've had a good strong twenty five minutes stint. Really? Yeah, one of those, mate. <laughs> that was pretty that was pretty early. That was good. Twenty five minutes in, uh, I felt bad. Last time Kyle came on, I didn't give him one for forty five minutes. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, look, you got to earn it. You yeah, too. Earn it. All right, boys, let's hit the audience questions. Thanks to everyone that has sent one in. Hold on, um, I made Boxy. He sent one through, right, Eddie? That you wanted to. I don't even know if I can actually. It was quite rude, but first one first. I'll let you guys just have a look at this first one. So Shane Ewitt, he wants to know who are your round seventeen non-origin targets, Eddie? Let's start with you, buddy. Must-haves, I'd say um, Avarillo, Tohu, if you don't have them, and Walsh. I'd consider all of them must-haves if you don't already have them. A lot will. So um, SJ or Reynolds, I would bring in the halves, one, one of them. They're similar sort of deals. Um, probably that. Oh, and then those those forwards that we spoke of, one of those. Yeah, nice. Andy, thoughts on round 17 targets? Yeah, SJ, Tohu, the pretty much standouts. And I'm picking a Smokey here. Um, I'm thinking he just signed for three years for the Warriors, Josh Curran. Okay. Well, he's had a great season fantasy-wise. Two games ago, he had 35 minutes, no try, but he scored 56 points. That was before he went off. Was that the Manly game? Yeah, where he got injured. But, yeah, look, I think his confidence is high. His first game back, played lock. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm putting him in my team this week. Yeah, nice. So not too sure for who, but yeah, he's playing round 17, so they're my four. Okay, nice. Well, for me, I'm bringing in Tohu, SJ, and Simonson this week, so they're definitely my main priorities. But if you're not a holder, I think this is going to be the last week that you can get Reese Walsh. I think probably last week that you can get Avarillo, and the last week you can probably get uh, Jesse Ramian. Apart from that, Talakai is definitely on my list. Josh Hodson, someone that you brought up and we'll speak about a little bit later in the show as well. And he's hitting some good numbers. Adam Reynolds is another guy we'll talk about a little mm-hmm. bit later in the show. I think he's hitting good numbers. And then the mids, AFB, Josh Jackson, Martin Tapau. 
And cheapy wise, Sam Verrills and Tomoko. So I pretty much named every single player in the NRL <laughs> yeah. fantasy. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't start going. Will Kennedy, Connor Tracy, Sione Katoa, Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> How good's Johnny go? Well, uh, hey Curtis, if you're watching, mate, I can see you there. <laughs> nice. All right. Now, just so we got this Jason Box one. Now, Jason Box, he wants to know. He must. <laughs> I can't wait to beep to your voice again, Eddie. I know you've been around for a while, so I'm interested to know what's your biggest rank mover you've ever seen. In round nine, I was 6,670. Give yourself a wrap. And now I'm 169. Good number. Well, a few years ago, after round one, I was ranked like 27,000th. And that was the year that I came 107th in the end. I just steadily went up. Every round all year from near 27,000 to I think about 107. Nice. I like it. And then how did you and Boxy get this kind of a little bit of a, you know, friendship bromance, slash bromance say. slash rivalry? I've, been, I've talked to Boxy for years, ever since sort of back in the Renegades Rogue split days. Um, and I've always just talked to him since then. He's an absolute mad dog. <laughs> absolute mad dog. Nice. I like it. Big shout out to you, Jason Box. All right, moving on, boys. CJ Samet, he wants to know, who are your best cash cow options to bring in this week and will they be playing through this buy period? Andy, let's start with you, my friend. Yeah, look, like you said, uh, well, like Eddie said, the cash cows, yeah, I suppose you're sort of not going to be trading too much unless you've got trades up your sleeve. Mm. You're bringing in keepers or cash downs. But in saying that, it's players that are cheap. Um, you've got your Verrills, Tomoko, Simonson. They're the pretty much the easy ones this week. Um, and then we had, I think CSC is a chance because he's only 370, he's pretty cheap. So if you've got, like you said, you've got a, a 550k player that you want to average down to or cash down to, you still make your um, 180k, 20, 200k. So yep. yeah, they're four good ones. Yeah, Eddie, we've mentioned Ferrells, Tomoko, Kieran, Lussick. Is there anyone we're missing off this list, mate? Bring him in this week since he's not selected, but um, Sawali's not a bad cash out option as well. Yeah. But I wouldn't. You never trade a man on a week he's not playing, don't you? Yeah. Does it worry you that uh, Billy Smith's back, Eddie? Mm. I hadn't considered that until just the second. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good prospect, Billy. He's had a lot of bad luck over the last couple of years, but maybe that's the thing that Suwali's probably might be ahead of him because he just hasn't played footy. Yeah. Uh, look, and when he has played, geez, he's played well too. Like, he literally is playing with people. Four, five years older than him, and he's making him look silly. Yeah. Um, God, can I imagine what is you reckon this guy's going to be like when he's twenty five? Sunny Bill, like, hey, like that size, that that sort of solid build, it's unbelievable. But he's taller than Daniel Tupo. Like, he's an absolute man giant. Yeah, insane. There, how do you put Billy Smith in? You know, like, unfortunate to him, the Roosters just have that good depth. They keep finding these players to replace people. Absolutely. All right, let's rip into some of these questions. Thank you, everyone, that has sent these in. Eddie, we'll start with you. Rich Martin, he wants to know, who's a better keeper? Now, Ryan Madison or Luciano Leilua? He reckons they're both underperforming. He reckons Luciano has got worse with Dewey at centre hogging the ball. What's your thoughts on these two, mate? Well, I know Meadow's underperforming because I own him. And just got <laughs> <last> week. Um, <laughs> but... Um, you can probably flip a coin on that one, but I'd still side with Maddo purely because I've I've seen him sort of be a, a 55, 60-point scorer for extended periods of time in the past, and I feel like he can do it again. 
Um, it is a little bit of a worry that he's not always playing 80 at the moment, but I'm hoping yeah. that just changes it. Banking on it, really. It in the past, has it made a difference, especially after Origin, you picking players that come from better teams that will be competing in the finals? It depends on the position. Within the forwards or hooker, not so much. Um, for backs, definitely. Okay. Because okay. forwards will go out and get their metres and tackles. They do their job, regardless. Like, um, but if you're reliant on tackle busts and attacking plays, then you're then um, what team you play for makes quite a bit of difference. Yeah, true. Big time. All right, next question. Andy, now, sorry, I've just missed out his name. I apologize about this. But he wants to sell both Dane Laurie and Connor Watson. And uh, he wants to know, are we, well, similar question. He wants to know your thoughts on possibly selling Ryan Madison. Um, so I think he's, he's most likely selling Laurie and Watson. With Watson, I'm, I'm on the fence about. I don't think he's such a sell yet. You gave me a good spill before we got on air. Yeah. Rip it in. Well, so Watson's best four games were his first four games. Mm. And coincidentally not, um, that was when Pierce was playing. So first four games, uh, Pierce was playing and then yep. he got injured. Okay. And Watson had his best four games. Pierce is back this week. They got Ponga back, the side feedy twins. And Watson actually averages 52 points coming off the bench. Okay. That's so pretty good score. It's hard, unless you're sort of um, cashing him out for someone who scores better than that. Um, I don't see him as a sell just yet for me. Maybe uh, maybe just before round 17 if we want to get a player that's playing round 17. But he's still a high scorer in opinion. Yeah, I think you make a good point that you need someone better. Like for me, I'm only trading him out because I've can then i actually got the cash to do Tohu. Yep. And I just need a more consistent scorer to match these guys in the top 100 because everyone's kind of got Tohu. So I'm kind of getting left behind a little bit. But I get your point. I think mm. you do need to find someone either better than him or you just keep him. Well, he's he's made what five hundred ninety k, so he's made a bit of coin. Like mm. he, and he, everyone, I think it was what three hundred k when he, <laughs> it was ridiculously low. Everyone had him, so I, st- I don't think he's a sell yet. But with Maddo, likely to be bringing this up now. Um, I think oh, I was a bit worried about his minutes as well. We're playing seventy fifty three, but uh, they've dropped Brad Bryce Cartwright from the bench. Yeah, so that speaks to me. They want to keep an edge on. They bring in who was it? Um, uh, the guy oh, Hipgrave. Yeah, Hipgrave. Yep. So uh, he's not the and best added player. Also and they've added also the hooker. Yeah, so. Nathaniel Roach. So yeah. they're going to save those changes for one uh, Lussick and have that forward rotation. So I think Madison, this could be the first time Madison plays 80. So I don't think he's a sell just yet. So yeah. there, there is promising hopes for, for Maddo holders. Yeah, and Parra also have got a pretty good draw. The next four games are pretty good, except for Penrith. But they take Penrith on after Origin 2. So they could be quite busted as well. So, And you were saying earlier, look, it could just be BA making this new approach to any concussion players is bringing them back slowly. There's no like, point putting them in for 80 minutes. When, yeah. you, when you're playing 60, 70 minutes, you get lazy after that. So then that's when possibly you have the higher chance of going low. Or I think he's managing him. I think so. he's managing him. I think he's looking after his well-being and doing it quite well. I think this is the way to go. If you've got a player that has concussion issues, if you're flogging the team, why leave him on? Hmm. Yeah, so I think hold matter. Just see how it yeah. goes with this with this uh, bench, anyways. Yeah, this is not your question, Eddie, but I know that as a holder as Connor Watson, I know you're always kind of strategizing when to get players in and out. What's your thoughts on Connor Watson, mate? Uh, well, Laurie and Connor Watson are actually the exact two players I'm trading up this week. Nice. And who are you, who are you bringing <laughs> in, mate? Uh, so one of them was for Simonson, and the other is uh, Reynolds. Nice. Oh, so you you go on someone lower to get someone price high. What's Reynolds like six fifty or something like that? Six seventy two? Yeah. Six forty seven. 
Uh, six forty-seven. So yeah, you sell uh, that makes sense. You know, you're selling out someone cheap or someone that's they're too pretty high, high. Um, pretty sorry, <laughs> having a bit of a spaz attack. <laughs> they're the same price, but you're getting someone lower like Simmonson and then someone higher. So that trade makes yeah, sense. Absolutely. With with Reynolds there, like it's amazing for a player that doesn't set up many tries, has literally zero tries. He has like nearly a sixty average. Can you imagine on a day when he goes nuts? Like he might score a hundred and fifty. Yeah, it, it gets the odd big one, but you know he's never going to come out and get you that eight. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. But he's going to – but Souths have a good, good run home. He'll be taking plenty of shots as well. He doesn't miss too many. Um, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll get a bit of try assists, I think. Um, and he even can score the odd one. I, I reckon he'll score, score about 55 a week from here on. Yeah, totally agree. All right, next one is for myself, Brendan Vickery. He wants to know Ryan Madison to SJ. Is it too sideways? He plays head to head only. Yeah, I actually do think it is a little bit sideways. And realistically, you're trading an edge for a half as well. So I know you've. Brenton must have a best team in the world because he's asked me this question like five times in a row, I reckon. He wants, mate, if you want to do it, just do it. <laughs> but realistically, I think that you should hold on this one. SJ, I think you can get him in for someone else. But with Ryan Madison, I think. Andy's just made a really good point. I brought up the draw. They've got dogs at home, Panthers away, Titans away, Raiders at home. So a pretty good draw there as well. And I just don't really see, like, what are you going to trade him? I'd rather trade him out for another edge. Mm. And realistically, we've got your best mate, Josh Jackson. We've got Keon Colomatungi. <laughs> and I just, maybe Josh Jackson, maybe, but we're taking a chance. Again, I'd rather a player in a better team. And he's bottom dollar, you know. Like you said, we yeah. bought him high. When this is him low, you know, yeah. you don't want to sell him though. You've just lost 200k. I'm a holder, right, boys? And the only player I'm trading Ryan Madison out for is David Fafita when I need him. That's okay. that's how much I think that Ryan Madison still does have value in him, and we haven't seen the best of him yet. So I think that's yeah, I reckon just hold on that one for the it's time just, being. If, if he scores big, oh, geez, everyone should thank us. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to be open. <laughs> Now, next question, Eddie, Daniel Chapman. He wants to know, what's your thoughts? Now we got it. We can go into depth. What's your thoughts on buying Josh Jackson as a keeper? Yeah, I'm, I'm not in a big hurry to do it this week, but it does sort of stack up all right. He's DPP, um, I just wrote down his DPP, 614 um, and a 53 average. So when you're comparing him to guys like... Lolo, AFB, to Powell, it, it stacks up pretty good. I mm. think he's a better player than Thompson. Yeah, absolutely. I think he gets through a lot more better work and he's more consistent. It looks like he's getting that 65, 70 minutes and he's the captain. So, Waiting another week or two to see, see what he does wouldn't hurt. Though. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that one. Well All right, Andy, Turkey Vang, he wants to know, uh, Tommy Starling and Dane Laurie again, trades. Uh, Starling is 100% so sell, especially with Hodgson coming back into form, coinciding with Canberra's coming to sell form. Sell me on him. I know he's on your radar. Oh, I haven't. The stats are somewhere else, I think. <laughs> but uh, with Hodgson, he's coming back into what I think is three games off uh, of average of 52. Or 48, sorry, but still couple, pretty decent. couple of 60s in a row, but... Yeah, he's had a poor game with, with poor minutes, but then he's coming back. And I think if you look at Starling's minutes the last two games... Uh, 15 minutes and 23 minutes the game before that. Yeah. So it means he's lost that hooking role and Hodgson's probably gained it back. He's, I'm not sure if him and Sticky went out to dinner and they talked it out <laughs> or something, but uh, something's worked and he's playing well. So I oh, think he's the skip. Hodgson's so. a bit of a look in, but yeah, Starling 
good boy. He's he's the one. And with Laurie, I think he's super consistent of late. Everyone's the rookies. Everyone's worked him out. He's not too, he's not too scoring too well. Yeah, uh, on this week as well. He's what? Sorry. Playing the Storm this week as well. That as well. I think that's a good time. For Tigers, I want to get rid of all the Tigers, and that's what I've done this week, mate. Brooks is gone. Laurie's gone. I just think this game against the Storm might get ugly. It was 228K base price, and now he's 522. So he's made you enough. 300K, mate. It's time to cash out. He's owned by about 33% of people. (laughs) So I think they say that that should drop after this week. Big time. All right, next question from Jordan Compton. This one's for me. What's your thoughts on Brad Parker? Brad Parker, sorry. Last three average of 51. Seems to pair up well with Manly's playmakers. So, Do you mean Hank Scorpio? Sorry, mate. Yeah, Hanky. I would say he's probably hit his ceiling already. His ceiling's very low. So, yeah, he scored really good. So he scored five tries in the last three games. So that was a 46 against the Eels. He scored two. One try against the Knights, he scored 53, and two tries against the Cowboys, scoring 56. But for me, that's the as high as the ceiling goes. Yeah, I think so. If you like, his base is really poor for a center only running 100 meters a game, 14 tackles, one miss, one error, one tackle break. Like that's just not doing enough for me. 420k, I think there's still a little bit more value. Either take a chance with Tomoko, or I think coming up, someone that's going to be very, very cheap is Zach Lomax. I thought you were going to say Zach Sini. Zach Sini. <laughs> <laughs> but Zach Lomax, he's coming up, and I'll go into a little bit more detail later in the show. Next question, Andy, Ryan Collins-Brown, he wants to know, what's your choice between Martin Tapao and Luke Thompson? Well, these two are pretty – it was pretty tough to split these two. Uh, both were two I've been looking at. Um, Tapao's last five-game average is 55. In comparison, TBJ is the same price, and his last five-game average is 49. So he's scoring a five points higher than him. And he's, I think, yeah, similar price. And his minutes have sta- stayed pretty consistent, which we mm. thought would have been the case, especially with AFB leaving. Uh, was he was going to get a higher workload. But the start of the season wasn't that high. But I think he's finding his form and he's sort of um, get conditioning himself for a, a longer work rate. Yep. Um, so with Luke Thompson, uh, his five-game average is 57.4. So it's 2.4 fantasy points higher. And he's only 19K more. But the issue with that is that's inflated with a try. So it, it's... I would probably pick out of the two to power because yeah. he's more consistent um, and he's doing that base stats, man. So if well, he's he... got that track record too, right? He's done it for so many years. Yeah. Thompson's only second year. Yeah, true. He's probably going to fade at some and stage, 40s, right? Yeah. 60s and 40s, whereas uh, to powers was like 52, 53, 55. And then I think six games ago, he had a 74. So he has got that good ceiling um, game in him. So yeah. And with Manly... On the back of Turbo and DCA playing playing so well, I think Tapao will probably step up a bit more too. Yeah. Eddie, have you had a chance to have a good look at Marty Tapao, mate? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was having a bit of a look at him earlier. Um, I'd go with Tapao. It seems like his minutes are all right. And that... Palmerston hey, North. Mate, we, Palm- lo- we lost you for the last We're losing. Palmerston North's Wi-Fi has just gone out. <laughs> He's got more attacking upside. He gets tackle busts. He gets offloads. His minutes seem to be all right at the moment. So I'd probably go him. Yep. All right. Eddie, Joy Arrow or Martin Tapao? <laughs> <laughs> Joy Arrow on looks alone. Looks alone. All right. This one's for you, Eddie. This is a good question, actually, from Tim Blake. He wants to know, you had to pick one, Jesse Ramian or... Manu, who would you go? Joey Manu. Close, close one, but um, I'll probably lean towards your boy, Ramian. 
Um, logic for that is that um, Manu, while he, he's on real good form at the moment, um, he's only ever one game away from getting a 15. They, pop, they Those sort of scores seem to pop up with him pretty good. Yeah. Um, and Ramian, Ramian's just going hard this year. He's, he's scoring well every game. He's tackling, um, busting tackles for fun. Yeah. I love Joey Manu. I just, the inconsistency of where he plays week to week and the scoring, I know that he scores very, very well when he goes fullback and he goes 5'8". Senadras drops off a little bit. And as you said, he can get a 15 and that's just from mm. the lack of ball. Like at 5'8", he can go command the ball. Fullback, he's going to command the ball. Just loses that little bit of edge. And I just, yeah, I just think Ramian's just got a little bit more firepower with the tackle breaks and things like that. So yeah. agree with you, my man, Eddie. I'm back is. All right, next question. This one's for me. Clay Murray, Sean Johnson, or Jamal Fogarty? That's another good question. I guess it's one of those things that I think we've probably got all the value we can out of Jamal. He's played every single game so far. Doesn't play that round 17 by. They've got a really tough draw to the Titans. I think with Sean Johnson, today, this week is the bye week, 619K. Even though I like a three-date rule, I think with the play of his background – like sometimes when you've got a background and you know he's a fantasy god like Sean Johnson, he's proved it. Since he's been back in that seven, he's been scintillating for the Sharks and just controlling. He's currently averaging 500, 506 kick meters because Matty Moreland just doesn't want to kick. Any other kicker in the, and then that's the other thing about Wade Graham. He's a kicker in the team as well. So you, you eliminate him. Sifatalakai is not a kicker. Blake Bradley's not really kicking too much. So it's Sean Johnson on, him, on his own in terms of general play kicking. And the biggest thing is he's hit two good scores and he's only set up one try. Usually that's his thing, setting up tries. So we haven't seen the best of him actually is at work. So with Jamal Fogarty, really big fan of his. I just think that Ash Taylor being back just kind of burned him a little bit apart from last week. He did score a nice little 90. <laughs> Hurts me. But same thing. Like he's not going to get that quick tap every single week. Nah. He scored about 30 points from that quick tap. Like, So I reckon at the moment you have to have a look at Sean Johnson. He's going to be the guy that plays around 17. So... Making a trade this week for Jamal Fogarty, I think, is a little bit silly. And I think Sean Johnson's your man. Give me your thoughts, actually, on Sean Johnson, Eddie, as a Kiwi, mate. I really like Sean Johnson. Um, I was pretty close to trading him in this week. I've gone with Reynolds, but there's not much in it. Um, Basically, the only reason for that is people like to say that Reynolds has made a glass bit. I think if you look at the stats, I'm pretty sure you'll find he plays more games than SJ every year. <laughs> I think that's right. I think that's probably the thing I probably should have mentioned that. It's just durability, right? He's always a chance of doing a soft tissue injury. Have you seen like, SJ do his famous step all the time? Has he sort of held back a bit? No, nah, he's holding back. He's so maybe there's a good back. sign of maturity and he's sort of yeah, gone, sort of, I'm not going to – a body's this old and I'm looking for a club. Yeah. I don't want to get injured. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ah, oh, never mind. Yeah, cool. I got what I was going to say now. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jai. Appreciate that. All right. <laughs> hey, Jai, get him off. Hey, Jai. Next one. I think you might have covered this quite well already, Andy, but you might want to add anything that you might have missed. Kai McClellan, he just wants to know, is Connor Watson a good trade? Yeah, I guess um, I said we're torn here. I'm more of a hold uh, unless you can get someone better or down or sell him, use his cash and uh, upside, downside. Yep. Get, a, get a cash down and get a better player. Uh, but definitely don't trade him for someone who's going to score the exact same price. So if you're looking for someone who's got an average of higher than 52 point fancy points, yes, wait, because that's probably what he's going to get if he starts from the bench. Yeah. So I'd hold him and see where he goes next week, and then he's not going to his, – his break even is 59, so he should get around that. So if he's going to lose any cash, he might lose about 
well, 15 or something if he scores 52. So yeah. I'd say hold, but it, yeah, it really depends on your other trades. Okay, cool. Next question, Eddie. Now, another Kiwi question. He wants to know uh, thoughts on, I think it's Timmy is again, thoughts on trading for Jazz Tavanga, knowing that he might play hooker. How long do you think Wade Egan will miss? And he does have trades to burn. So would you trade for Jazz Tavanga? Uh, no. Um, I was looking at his stats there. Um, he averages less at um, hooker than he does at lock. But a lot, a lot of um, his, cause it, uh, his points come from running the ball. Yeah. And at hooker, he won't do that. Um, he'll still give away his tackle penalties, so he'll get his penalty penalties <laughs> as always. Yeah. But, um, I'm not actually sure how long Egan's out, but don't expect a Tavanga to be an 80 minute hooker that's scoring 55 plus every week. It's yeah. not what will happen. Totally agree. I think this next question you might have answered already. Harrison Hill, he wants to know is Sean Johnson a buy? So, yeah. Yeah. He's a buy. Yeah, cool. All right. Next one is for my one. Jacob Russell, he wants to know thoughts on three trades Watson to Simonson, Laurie to Tupanua, Momo to Drinkwater. So, I've kind of flipped that a little bit. I think. You kind of got to mixed up a little bit. I think you should go Laurie to Simonson. I think that's a better trade. And then for Watson, like Andy mentioned, I think you can only trade for someone that's better than him. Mm. So the only one that might be better than him if you can't afford Tohu Harris is the guy that we've been talking about a little bit, Josh Jackson. He's probably the only guy that has any value around that same jewel. He can but, kind of, but in saying that, his average is, I think it was 52 points. It's similar to what Watson will get in, yeah. that, in that retrospect. I guess you're kind of playing it out that you want him for the round 17, I guess. Yeah, yeah, true, true. That's the only other thing. So realistically, like Andy did mention, don't trade to someone that's kind of lower than him. I think if you trade to Toop and Nua, even though we've got the news of Boyd Corners not coming back, I just think Toops is too reliant on try scoring a little bit. His base isn't great. And it just fluctuates from week to week. So you're going to get pretty mad being a hold of Tupanua. And you'll have the, the lammy Crichton combo happening on the left side again. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to demand a lot more ball. And then the last one, we've kind of touched on Drinkwater. Momo. Momo's a centre, and he's at 489k. Now, I mentioned Zach Lomax. He's at 475k. He's named on an extended bench this week. Given how the Dragons went on Monday, I think that he will come into that team. Don't buy him this week. Hold it. Break even a 75. I don't think Zach Lomax is going to reach 75 against the Raiders this week. But he could be under 450 next week. And that's a juicy, juicy buy. Like, first six, he averaged 44. 350s out of his six games. He had a couple of bad games. Round seven, he got a 13 against the Roosters. A six against the Tigers in 18 minutes. That's where he broke his hand. But Zach Lomax, I'm thinking, I might be able to sell Brian Kelly into the back end of the season and get Zach Lomax. And seeing that Zach Lomax was the number one center in fantasy last year, mm. he's kind of really getting me spicy a little bit. Eddie, any, have you had a look at Zach Lomax, mate? Yeah, he's going to end up being a great deal. Um, I wouldn't pick him up before around 18, though. Yeah. Um, he won't make it to my team unless I have injuries because I've got Bird and Avarillo and plan to use them. Yeah. But if you need a center after round 18, for value for money for a, like, what should be a decent keeper center, you probably can't go past him. Yeah, sticking on the topic of centers, and you just mentioned him, Jack Bird. He's moved into the back row, played a couple of games on the edge now. What have you made of his production, and do you see him staying there? Yeah, um, I've noticed since he's gone to the second row, his tackle numbers have gone up, so that, that really helps. Um, probably doesn't have as much space to run, but I think overall it's a good thing. I've got no, no idea what they're sort of planning for him for the rest of the year, whether he'll stay there or go back to centre. 
Because it sounds like he doesn't really want to be there, so we'll, we'll see where he ends up. Well, with their performance on the weekend, you think they need to change something up? <laughs> Maybe bring oh, him back to center. Huge. Is that, that's your classic centers, aren't they? Um, yeah, Jack Bird, and at the moment it's Burton. Okay, cool. He's gone pretty good too. He might get a little bit more. Yeah, I've got Burton too. as well. <laughs> nice. No, I like Burton. Now, next question, Eddie Scott Awirahana. He wants to know, is it worth – this is a really good question actually. Is it worth trading in DCE now or best to wait after Origin? So give me your thoughts on DCE and when is best timing with him. Yeah, DCE, he'll be the second best – or he'll be the best half outside of I'm, I'm hoping to pick him up sort of around 19. If you're just head-to-head, then I'll definitely get him now. Um, whereas he, he's going to miss 17. He might miss 18 as well. So I won't get him after that. Yeah. And I'll just cop the fact that he will go up between mm. now and then. Yeah, I think Manly are going to continue this form. I think now or never for DC is a nice little price, I think. Just speaking of Manly, um, they're edged. Edge. They've got edges come out of their ass. Yeah, they do. Like when Schuster comes back, Carl Lund's been, Carl Lund's been killing it on the edge. Same yeah. as at Hamoli or Kalatel. Yeah, Sorry, he's played, he played, he played a good game last week too. Real good game. But like, then he's got Syrian, which is unquestionable when he's coming back. And then I think, not the joke, Jack Kazowski gets his spot back. No mm. chance. But with Schuster, <laughs> does Schuster come back straight into the edge, or yeah. is he? Yeah, I don't know. They, they scored. They put fifty points on the last couple of weeks. Like mm. it's fucking better. Yeah, yeah he better too. I've been saying to everyone, hold, hold. Hold the line with Schuster. Actually, Ed, what I've got you, mate, Josh Schuster, like for me, I have penciled him in maybe after round 18 as a possible sell, given that yeah. he's just under that 600K. And I think just moving forward, I think maybe we might be able to get some better value if we can. Are you going to sell Josh Schuster? Um, I'm thinking of maybe leaving him as my 18th man because he's close. To, he's just under keeper level, but at the PPP, and I've already got him, and he plays that by round. So I'm thinking I might just leave him there all year. I wouldn't want him to be in my 17 for, for the final, though. So yeah. if you don't want him as your 18th, I would sell him. Yeah, well, that's a rare uh, DPP, that half edge, because you just got good cover there. Well, yeah, especially edge. I think that's the only reason why you probably wouldn't sell him, but it's mm. in consideration. All right, we're nearly there, boys. Next question, Andy. Osman, he wants to know, again, there's so much – just topics about Connor Watson tonight. <laughs> Poor Connor. He runs a really good podcast too. I really like his podcast. Now, him and good replace. He's doing it. Like, he doesn't want to advice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's doing it. He wants to sell Connor Watson and Kurt Mann, the Newcastle duo. Who would you sell for? Uh, for Kurt Mann, the good replacement, I'd say, because if you got him as your half, I'd, uh, it was good, going well, killing it. And now in the center, he's just not going to score as many points. Uh, drink water. Um, Jack Wyden, possibly. Or, or a good cash down option, maybe Sean Sullivan. Surely Sullivan's got that seven spot for mm. the rest of the season. Was yeah. was kill, getting seventy sixties when he was actually there. Well, Had one bad game of I think it was forty points, but that's before he got dropped because. Given Brown, said that while she is the fullback, he doesn't want him in the front line. I guess that means oh, Sullivan's going to have to play seven. I'm excited to see Sullivan and Walshy and Radias link up. So I'll see how they go. But yeah, with Connor Watson, changes mind about Walsh though. Couple of weeks time, Walsh could find himself in the house. Oh, I tell you what, if <laughs> they pick him for Origin, I'll be go- I'll be writing a letter saying he's too young, he's too small. Don't put him for Origin. Do they know? Do they know we're planning for round seventeen? <sighs> like, don't pick him. Pick him in Origin two, and then leave him out for Origin three. <laughs> and for Watson, 
uh, if you have him as your hooker role, the Josh Hodgson. So Josh Hodgson has that. He's four. He's starting to get form again. Okay. Uh, Canberra Raiders won a game. <laughs> yeah. They, so they they looked okay. good too. So yeah. I think if if Canberra go well, Hodgson goes well, uh, and he think he's he he's just a little bit under five ninety nine, which is what Connor Watson is. So. Yeah. Nice. I like it. All right, final question. Zane Gibbards, he wants to know, in what order should I get rid of these guys? Laurie, Watson, Braley, Madison, and Remus. So I've ranked them. I reckon Dane Laurie, he's at the top of his value, so get rid of him first. Connor Watson, for me, you only do it, like we've mentioned a few times, if you've got something of value in return that you feel. And for me, Remus Smith, again, we've made a lot of money on Remus. He's just quite, he's a quiet achiever in the background there. I just think that as... Eddie's mentioned a few good centers there today. If you've got the cash, upgrade to either a Ramian or Avarillo or hold back a couple of weeks and you're going to get a Zach Lomax. Ryan Madison, I think, is at four because of what he's done in the past and the way Parramatta are managing him. Good draw. I think he's fourth in the priority. And I just think Jaden Braley is your last priority only because the alternatives are a little bit dry. I'm still watching Blake Braley, but he's still, he didn't have the best game against Penrith but I'm watching. <laughs> You've now brought me on to Josh Hodson, so that's another one that I'm watching. Eddie, any other hookers that we should be putting on our radar? Nah, it's just pretty slim pickings. That's why I'll be holding Brayley all year. What about... Brady, uh, if, much better. if you didn't have Lachlan Croker, he's been killing it lately. I mean, his last yeah. five game Andrew is 54 fantasy points. Yeah, he's too expensive now, you reckon? True. I, I, I've had him since day dot. Yeah, that's great. It's been... You gun. must have made like 300k on him. Yeah, fair bit. Fair bit. Oh, yeah, he's been gunned for me, but I guess for a swap out for Braley, you want someone decent. Yeah. Before we go, boys, Eddie, do you think Harry Grant will get his starting spot back off the cheese? Mm. I hard out doubt that it'll be used for 80 minutes, though. Yeah, it just seems like a winning formula right now, the cheese He'll probably end up being a starter with 64. Yeah. Well, he's been 60. Brandon Smith's been scoring 60s, 70s. Like for four time, four games in a row. It's his last month, he's been the best player in the comp. And Melbourne just been playing well as well, so it's hard. Maybe he just is the fourteen role. Yeah, like it's it's when you go from Melbourne, you be a out and out eighty minute hooker at Tigers, and you come back and you're fighting for your spot. Yeah, big time. <laughs> it's goes to show the depth is amazing. Big time. All right, boys, we've hit the final siren there. But before we leave, everyone, we'll be having our punters club. I'll put them up on the social medias. So Facebook, Instagram, Talking League One. Talking, sorry, Talking League pod, Talking League one on Twitter. Now we're up 433% from round one. So three legs we'll be doing tomorrow. I might even get you to do one too, Eddie, as a, as one. So have a little think overnight. Three legs, send it to me tomorrow morning and we'll get Eddie to put a little three-leg multi up as well, for sure. Now, Ed, thanks so much for joining us on All the right. show, mate. We'll get you on again before the end of the season. Plenty of more weeks. We've got about 10 more weeks, so we'll have to get you on. Palmerston North's best, Joy Arrow. Just to see how you're going too. I'm excited to see if you overtake TK or not. Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. Thanks for having me, fellas. It's been good fun. Nah, oh, any, a pleasure. Anytime, mate. You're part of the family now. Andy, great to see you. Good to see you too, mate. And, and good luck in Origin, Jai. Um, I don't not too much <laughs> luck because I'm going for the blues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Stay safe and good luck in Fantasyland. Cheers, fellas.